Well, hi everyone, it's Mark Stenson, and you've reached us at Unlocking Your World of Creativity. It's great to have you back again. Today, our virtual road trip takes us down to St. Petersburg, Florida, and we're gonna talk with Art Rios. Mark, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. And I say talk because that's exactly the name of his book, Let's Talk. And it's all about a, a more creative and a more enticing and a more exciting life uh, based on conversations. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98, and the Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, mark-stinson.com, and enjoy the book. Art Rios, we're really glad to have you with us. Oh, Mark, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Art is a attorney by trade, but now he focuses on this art of conversation, and we're really glad to get into it. So, Art, I always like to start our program with a little lightning round, okay. just to get to know each other and just a kind of a quick rapid-fire series of questions to kind of get the ball rolling. I, I guess the first thing is, if there's a creative project that's on your desk right now for today, that you are anxious to get into because it's creative and it gets your uh, gets your heart beating, what would that project be? Let's say I, uh, I'd like to write a chapter for future books every week. Uh, so that's probably, and, and then I, I like to start that on Mondays and wrap it up on Saturdays. So I have the whole week to kind of think about it, dwell on it, and then I'll post it on, on my webpage. And because I really like to have two-sided conversations. That's what Let's Talk, my book is all about, honestly getting feedback. So I would tell you that, that on Mondays, that's how my creative projects start. It's what chapter for a future book do I want to write this week? But I will tell you, you mentioned on my desk, the way that I like to start any creative project that I, that I really need to get the creative juices flowing, if it's on my desk, is to get away from my desk. I'll stand up and I'll go for a 10-minute walk uh, just to kind of think about it. And then I come back to the desk, sit down and, and get going. And I, I wish I could tell you that that was, that, that was my brainstorm. But I actually heard, and, and this is something somebody told me, so I don't know if it's 100% correct, that Frank Sinatra would always leave the studio with the, uh, with the lyrics to a song and go for a walk with the lyrics, just looking at the lyrics, trying to figure out how he wanted to tell the story of that song. Then he would go back to the studio and worry about the music and the sound and all that. So I always find that if you have a creative project, stepping away from your usual surroundings of where you are creative or where you work, where you produce, et cetera, it's a good way to kind of clear the mind, get you, get yourself focused, and then go back and, and go, go at it. Oh, that's great. And then, you know, if you ever find yourself, I'll say dry, of a creative idea, do you have a source of inspiration that you go to to get the fires burning again? Yes. I, 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 I'm a fairly religious guy, so I always, you know, say a good prayer to uh, hoping that I'll, the Spirit will guide me. But I... Believe it or not, I, I, there are two, in my book, there's two chapters that are very important to me. One is on gratitude and the other one's on kindness. And I will tell you that if I start any project and my default is a default of, of gratefulness for being given the opportunity to work on a project and also on kindness and hoping that the project 
will lead to some something that's that's positive for somebody else. I th I think that that kind of inspires me starting from that position to get into the uh, the creative process and to put more effort into it as well. So I think that those two positions, gratitude and kindness, I know that that's maybe a little esoteric, but it's just your default thinking that I like to get into when I start a new creative project. Yeah, very helpful to do that, isn't it? And then, you know, part of our podcast art is, you know, when we say creative block, a lot of people think about, you know, I'm stifled creatively and I can't seem to get you know, my thoughts together. But there's another creative block that we found and, and that is, hey, I finished the work, but I don't have the confidence now to get it out into the world or I just don't have the, the ways and the means to get it out. How, how have you overcome that particular hurdle? Well, I mean, that's very understandable. And I think for anybody that, that's creative or is in a creative process, the fear might be more of a fear of rejection than anything else. You know, will, will the work be accepted? Will people like what I'm putting out? And I understand people being afraid, you know, but you just have to ask yourself, well, if I don't put it out, how will I ever know? So you just kind of have to trick yourself or trick your own mind into saying, okay, well, look, I, I got to put it out there to know whether it'll be accepted or not. So I think just saying, well, hey, you know, I, I've got to bite the bullet. Let's throw it out there. And, you know, most times the feedback is going to be more positive, no matter what, how negative a person you are. And I think that artists tend to fear that, that a little bit, that rejection or, or afraid that, you know, the work won't be as accepted as they would like. But you just have to overcome that. I mean, honestly, just, just got to throw it out there and, and see what happens. And if you don't mind me, you were talking about block. If you don't mind me just kind of sidestepping and, and talking about it a little bit. You know what? What the biggest problem with creative, you know, when people get that writer's block or, or their artist's block and all that, is that I don't think you can really put a time on, on creativity or inspiration. And I'm just going to give you an example. For last night, I was in bed. I was watching TV. And I heard the saying, and, it, and I don't know who, who it was that said it, but it was uh, something to, to the effect that wise people speak because they have something to say and fools speak to say something, okay? Mm -hmm. So I heard that, I said, damn, that's pretty good, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, so, and what a big difference. Right, and, yeah. but I said, you know, that's great. Uh, now, I, I got up, I took out, a, I always have a, a pen and paper handy next to me or even in you know, my iPhone or whatever, and, and, and I wrote it down and wrote down some ideas and then laid it to rest. Now that's something that I have in my mind and actually that might be my chapter that I write next week for a future Let's Talk book. So let don't let inspiration pass you by. If something hits you, I mean, nowadays it's so easy, again, with your, with, with your smartphones or just having pen and paper handy. Whenever inspiration and creativity strikes, go for it, you know, and don't, don't try to say, well, I'll remember and write it down later because we will forget. So you got to ride that, that creativity uh, wave as soon as it hits you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And certainly in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Say, oh, I'm going to remember that dream. It was so No busy. way. You know? There's no way. No way. That's like, right. There was something about, you know, and you forget. Uh -huh. All right. Well, thanks for that kind of setup of inspiration. So let's talk about you now, a, uh, a trial lawyer by profession, an immigration naturalization lawyer. I, I love that you say, hey, I learned to talk as a professional and now let's write a book about it. How, how about that transition? How did you go from just being kind of the legal mind to right. the creative mind? Uh, honestly, I, maybe I put the cart before the horse because I, I, I'm somebody that I genu genuinely love people. I, I love to talk to people. I, I love to get into conversations. And I truly, truly care about 
people. I just I, I've I've been that way since I was since I was, since I was a kid. Um, and in my in my book, I talk about conversations and being able to to listen effectively. When when you're in a conversation, you have to care about the conversation because if not, you're going to be looking at your phone, you're going to be looking at the sky and all that stuff. So I think that I became a lawyer because I do like to help people. And it was my, my training and all the countless hours I've spent in courtrooms because I've learned so much about people at their best and at their worst, you know, and call me an optimist, but I really do believe that people at the bottom of their hearts are good, you know, and even, even the hardest person you may meet at the bottom of their hearts, they're good people. And we just need to talk to each other. And that's what Let's Talk. That's what the book is all about. Striking up conversations, conversations where there's empathy, where there's, where there's a flow of thoughts and not putting up a wall immediately uh, if, if you hear something that you don't like or tearing down a wall so you can listen and you can listen to what the other people are saying. And, you know, conversations nowadays have become so charged and they don't have to be. It could be over silly things. But I would tell you that it was more of, a, of something that was in my heart that I wanted to get out it's been a dream of mine all my life to to write a book like this. And then when the pandemic hit and you know, found ourselves with a little bit more time, I said, I just can't, I can't put it off anymore. And that's when I decided to write Let's Talk. And I, it's been incredible. You know, the uh, people that have bought it, the feedback has touched my heart. What I wanted to do is figure out how can I make this a, a two-way conversation? Because what, I, what I'd like to do, as I explained, is on these future chapters that I'm working on, I actually, I'll post in, in our webpage, it's realstalks.com. I'll post whatever I'm working on that week. And then, you know, it's like a blog. People start giving me their feedback and it's incredible. It's incredible how it helps me to write. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's, it's shifted my perception in some cases because people are out there and they want to have conversations. We want to talk to each other. Absolutely. You know, said, especially these days, you know, yeah. it's like we are craving personal interaction, aren't we? And it's because honestly, it's technology has, has driven us, I'm afraid, apart. And, and I have nothing against technology. Technology is wonderful. But in the book I write about being at, at dinner one day and I have two, two girls my, and my daughters were texting each other from across the table. It's like, come on, seriously, you're right there. Talk to each other. So yeah, we need to speak and, and we need to have dialogues. You know, and I even caught myself as I asked you this question, as if there was some transition between a legal mind and a creative mind. There really, you've got to have the creativity on the legal side of things too, right? You do. Uh, when did you find creativity important in your profession? I think that in the specialty of trial law, uh, trial advocacy, it's a very creative side of the law. People don't realize that, but only about 10% of attorneys are trial lawyers, which is, it's kind of like doctors that, you know, only about 10 or 15% are surgeons. But to be a trial lawyer, you have to be extremely creative, especially to be effective because, you know, no matter what kind of law you're practicing or whatever kind of case you're, you're trying, you know, the judges and the juries, they've heard all this before. So you, you want to be creative to see how you can present your case in a, in a slightly different way. Yeah, definitely there's, there's a creative aspect to trial law. But it is also very difficult because in the legal reasoning, you know, you're taught to be a little bit more aloof uh, from, from the emotional aspect of it, even though, unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm not. I'm, a very, <laughs> I'm somebody that bests myself emotionally a lot to my cases, but, but it's a very different way of thinking. There's no doubt about it. But I think that creativity and, and creative thinking, to me, it, it's all about heart. Um, you know, how passionate are you? about the project or the field that you're in and if you care about it and if you care about 
the outcome of your creative process if it's to help other people if it's hey you know it, it could be an artist that that draws a picture or a painting that's meant to inspire if you're clear on what it is that your creative process is meant to do that should inspire you to be extremely creative if you believe if you believe strongly in it I think that that's going to spark creativity beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah, in my introduction, I said that our uh, virtual road trip was taking us to St. Petersburg. I loved a recent blog post that you had on road trips. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was just, you know, apropos to this idea of conversation and let's talk. Yep. You're in the car, the windows are up, the doors are locked. <laughs> Until we get to the next road, roadside park or the next truck stop, right. you're, you're, we're together. So, right. you know, if we, if we can either agree on a radio station or we can talk. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What about the, what's one of your favorite road trips? I got to tell you my favorite road trip of my, in my memory. I mean, I've taken several with my daughters. They're both in, in college now, but when they were little, my wife and I would pack them up and, and go on short trips. So all of those were great. But my all time favorite, I was probably, I don't know, maybe about 11 or 12. And we live in St. Petersburg. And I remember that they had the King Tut exhibit in New Orleans. So this was, I don't know, 40 years ago, 35 years ago. We had a lot of family members that wanted to go to see it. So then my dad decided to rent a huge RV. I mean, it was the biggest model that, that you could rent. But the idea was to pack everybody in the RV. We weren't going to sleep in, in the RV, but that everybody would be together on the drive and we would drive to New Orleans instead of everybody flying. And, all that. and, and I got to tell you that, that to this day, that's such a magical trip for me. And that's kind of what inspired that blog post in, in my webpage in Rio'sTalks.com because that memory is just in my mind, spending time with my grandparents, my granduncles, my mom, my dad, my sister, a bunch of cousins. We packed about 15 people in there probably um, – and it was just fun. Just, yeah. So that, that just burns in my memory. Yeah, I probably saw you there. I went to that exhibit myself. So yeah. Uh, yeah, there was the guy with the glasses. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the subtitle of your book. You know, the title, Let's Talk. But then it's about making life exciting, easy, and exceptional. Give us some insight on what you mean by conversation making your life exceptional. We were talking about gratitude and kindness, and, and that's probably the two main chapters for me in the book. I, I think that conversation and just being very forthcoming uh, with your thoughts, with your ideas, with your plans, with your goals, leads to exceptionalism. Also, starting from that mindset of gratitude and of kindness will also, I think that if you have those two qualities in your, in your heart and in your mindset, that will lead to an exceptional life. Because if you think about it, you know, if you're grateful, even in the hard times, as I mentioned in the book, you're always going to be exceptional because nothing will get you down. There's, others, there's other areas in the book that also have to do with exceptionalism. And there's a, there's a chapter in there about pandemics. Obviously, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic. And even though it's set in the, in the pandemic tone, it's also about overcoming crises and, and how we deal with the tough times. So there's quite a few, I call them talks instead of chapters, but uh, there's quite a few talks in there that lead to that mindset of, of li living an exceptional life. But I also talk about uh, living an exciting and an easier life because I know that life will never be easy, but it, it can be easier. And I don't know why. For some reason, we've decided to make our, our lives so difficult and so complicated. I, I just, I really don't know why. So even though, you know, some of the talks are a little bit deeper, a little bit more existential, a little bit more philosophical, there's also some, some that are a little uh, lighter. For example, 
about lazy Sundays, you know, about Sundays you should just do absolutely nothing. And these are all things uh, that lead to, to have an easier life. And then as far as ex make, having an exciting life, I talk about pursuing pleasures and defining the things that give you pleasure in life. Because, you know, one of the things that worry me is that I feel that as a society, we worry about or put everything off until we retire. And we say, okay, well, when I retire, I'm going to do this. When I retire, I'm going to do that. But why? What if you can't do the things you want to do when you retire? You know, why put off pleasures in life for some future date? Whereas if you can enjoy, you know, always with moderation, because that's one of the uh, recurring themes in Let's Talk in the book. It's everything has to be done with moderation and, and with responsibility. So the book, it's really about enjoying life. And I believe that having conversations and kind of letting your thoughts go out into the world and also listening, which is very important. There's a talk in there, it's called Two Ears, One Mouth. This whole idea of having, getting in touch with one another, I think it's, it's more than anything, will just lead to having an exciting life, an easier life, and above all, an exceptional life if we're, if we're kind to each other. And if we're grateful for, for our blessings in the good and bad times. Yeah. Well, I feel the enthusiasm coming through. You know, and you said before you're an optimist. Obviously, you're, you're you know, enthusiastic. You know, there would be some people who say, yeah, but what about us introverts? You know, yes. we're not, we're not going to start a conversation with anybody and everybody on the street. What are some tips for somebody who's maybe not as naturally extroverted to mm -hmm. get some good conversation going. Actually, there's a, there's a chapter really like in the book, it's called hundred hours of solitude. Uh, and it's about, I believe that every, I don't know, maybe three times a year, three or four, you should go off by yourself and and hundred hours. It works out to about four days. You should go off and spend it just entirely by yourself kind of getting in sync with your mind, where you're at in life, you know, where you're at in your relationships, where you're at in your professional goals and your work goals and all that. I also believe in, in being a little introverted, actually, and I think that's, that's also very good. Introverts, I mean, you're always going to have somebody to have a conversation with, but the most important conversations you can have are with yourself. You know, in the chapter on gratitude, I, I say that, yes, you should be grateful uh, for your blessings in life, but don't forget to thank yourself, you know, and, and that is in no way saying that you should be arrogant or pompous about your accomplishments, but we shouldn't forget to thank ourselves for what we've done, what we've produced work-wise, if, if we're providing for loved ones, if, if our work is making other people's lives easier, you know, thank yourself for your accomplishments as well and pat yourself on the back. Again, it's not to, you know, puff up your chest, but the most important conversations you can probably have are just those internal conversations where you actually have a conversation with yourself. I guess I, even introverts can always find somebody to speak with. And once you start, you might find it hard to stop. I always found the questions that start with when as being sort of easy and disarming. You know, when did you start this book? When did you start mm -hmm. this job? When did you get to town? When did you move here? Whatever. You know, it sort of lowers the intimidation bar of a conversation sure. if you start with when. So uh, you mentioned that you've got some other thoughts and future books. What's ahead for you, Art? Where's this creative process taking you? What I'm really enjoying is the ability to, to have people now that, that the first book is out, people have read it. You know, what, what's important about the first book and all the books that, that I, I plan to write in the future, hopefully, is that I want to make them very simple. I want these, these talks, these chapters to be relatively short. I want these books to be huge. So it's just something to think about. And some of the ideas might work for you. And if they do, 
awesome. This isn't a system. It's not complicated. You don't have to walk through hot coals or any of that to, to have an exciting life. So what I'm working on now is I already have the second book I said on the way. There's a lot of uh, talks in there, but what I love about it is that they're going to the webpage and are also starting to participate in the process, which is amazing. I mean, just last week I was working on a, on a talk about transitions and I had a lot of input from people. You know, it can be all sorts of transitions in life. I was kind of, I'm coming at it more from, you know, the transitions we're going through with the pandemic and the changes we've had to make and all that. But it's led me through all these wormholes that it's just been fascinating. So the, uh, the future books, and, and as you can tell from the first book, the, the, the subjects are varied. Like I said, I like to have some very deep, uh, deep talks, but I also like to have live talks. And that's what's going to be coming in the future books as well. But I love the idea of having my readers have an input and kind of write the, uh, the future books with me because that's a true conversation, you know? And, and I got to tell you, sometimes they'll tell me, Art, I disagree completely and I love it because that gives me perspective as well. Well, that's part of two-way conversation, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that, absolutely. We, the, the title isn't Let's Argue. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. That's a whole nother book. That's a whole nother, <laughs> I, I have a sense that that's another author. That's probably <laughs> Exactly, book. exactly. Yeah. Well, what a terrific conversation, Art. I've really enjoyed it. Wish you all the best in these future creative endeavors. And thanks for sharing, you know, your insight. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, and I hope that uh, we can do it again anytime. I'm always, as I'm sure you've came, come to figure out, I'm always happy to talk. I always know that I can uh, click your Zoom button and we'll have a good conversation. I'm I sure. would love to do that. Art, remind us how we can connect with you in the various channels. Yo, sure. We can, uh, the book is available in, in Amazon. It's Let's Talk. Book one, let's talk about having an exciting, easier, and exceptional life. You can go to my webpage. It's riostalks.com, R-I-O-S talks.com. And the webpage is Let's Talk. And I hope you, you'll come join us. Uh, if you go to the webpage, actually, on riostalks.com, you can download three chapters for free. So there are freebies in there as well that you can download. Well, folks, our guest has been Art Rios, a uh, trial lawyer by profession and now an advocate for just good old-fashioned conversation. His book is Let's Talk about making your life exciting, easy, and exceptional. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So join us again next time. We'll have more ideas, tools, and inspiration for getting your creative work out into the world and unlocking your world of creativity. Take care. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2020. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98 and the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon mark-stenson.com and enjoy the book.